0: This is Rob Russell with Black Laces, and today we're taking a look at whether or not the National Football League should adopt an affirmative action program. Why should the NFL adopt an affirmative action program? Does winning matter? Is it merit-based, the current system? And I would argue that right now, if you're a black head coach— or aspiring to be a black head coach, there is no such thing as merit. Many, many companies have an affirmative action and universities have an affirmative action program, and it's based on the fact that you don't know who you're hiring, there's really no track record in a lot of hiring cases, who sold the most computers, maybe there could be, but many, many jobs, it is very subjective, on who gets the job. It's generally a white person recommending another white person. But the National Football League is observable. Records, videotape, all the millions of people in the stands, we get to see who's better. But it does not equate to the black head coach. Lovey Smith and Tony Dungy in the 2006 Super Bowl were a combined 27-5. and 5. That should have started the floodgates into copycatting the recipe on how you would hire a black coach and they would succeed. We all know that 40 years ago, Art Schell, Hall of Fame player, Al Davis the Raiders hired him. He went 47 and 33, and he never got another job with another organization. Just think of it. 47 and 33 now that should have started the floodgates but it did not and so right now what you've got you've had a total in the history of the nfl 22 or 23 blackhead coaches but six or seven have just been labeled interim they've never gotten a shot a full shot a terry rubisky an eric studsville a mel tucker and emma thomas and now a steve wilkes for the Carolina Panthers. So you get your chance, if you're black, when it's two weeks before Thanksgiving, the team's 0-11, the owner is under investigation, and maybe then you'll get your chance. However, the NFL is about competition. The players have to submit videotape, they're then tested on their IQ, they're then interviewed their college roommates, And then they go through two days of intensive physical fitness skills. That's to enter as a player. What about an owner? Well, you got 32 owners, you got to have a billion dollars. And even the most wealthy, wealthiest of people, like a Mark Cuban of the Dallas Mavericks, could not become an NFL owner. Because you need a two thirds majority vote. It's very difficult, even if you have the cash. But that's not the case. If you're aspiring to be a head coach in the National Football League, you might just need some good lineage or genealogy. Steve Belichick's father, head coach, Bill Belichick, Rex Ryan, his father, Kyle Shanahan, his father, Pat Shermer, his uncle. Uh, Rex Ryan, Wade Phillips, their fathers. And the the copycatting of the West Coast offense, the Wildcat, or getting upstart college coaches is not duplicated if you're a black if you are black. The New York Giants over the last ten years had five chances to hire a black coach. Five. And they put up a Ben McAdoo over Jimmy Caldwell. Ben McAdoo, just think of that, over Jimmy Caldwell. Well, Jimmy Caldwell went to the Super Bowl with the Indianapolis Colts. He he replaced uh, Tony Dungy, which is a tough thing to do, replacing a legend, but he went to the Super Bowl. He then goes to the Detroit Lions and wins, I repeat, wins 36 games. Matt Patricia couldn't win three games. Dan Campbell in his second year is a complete bust. So you're looking at uh, James Caldwell, winner, winner, and the Giants would not hire him. And you say, well, the Giants, they can hire whoever they want. They, they hired Joe Judge, the immortal Joe Judge, on the recommendation of Bill Belichick. And then you look at the fact that Brian Flores could not even get an interview, and they went with Brian Dable. You, we all know that Bill Belichick sent a text congratulating – The Wrong Brian, and that's where Brian Flores has a lawsuit against the NFL. So the NFL should just be all about competition and records. All the white folks, every single website, podcast is all about analytics. But do you ever hear anybody talk about there were over 500 white coaches in the NFL hired in its history? And 490 did not go to the Super Bowl. However, there have been 16 Black Hood coaches. 16 and four have gone to the Super Bowl. Again, that should be copycatted. And you would say, a reasonable person might say, when you have 25% chance of getting to the Super Bowl, if you hire a Black coach, you might just take a chance on Eric Bieniemy, Byron Leftwich. you just might. They're the only two. Offensive coordinators who've won Super Bowls, who played in the NFL, but do not have a head coaching job. Very interesting. Byron Leftwich played QB, quarterback in the NFL. He's been Tom Brady's offensive coordinator. Many folks might say, well, you know, Tom Brady is a one-man wrecking crew. He really doesn't need an offensive coordinator. So you minimize Uh, left which his accomplishments. But that didn't hold true with the Josh McDaniels of the Patriots, a Charlie Weiss of the Patriots, or uh, Billy O'Brien of the Patriots. All three of them got head coaching jobs by coaching Tom Brady. But it seems if you're black, you're not going to get any credit for winning a Super Bowl when you coach Tom Brady. See the double standard? It's always moving. The copycat league, they don't want to copy black success. So at this point, it's not merit. It really needs an affirmative action program. It's sad to say. I can see why companies or universities have an affirmative action program or police departments because the the chief of police is going to hire who he wants. And you don't know who these 10 recruits are. Uh, on your desk, these 10 recruits that come through your desk on their resumes, who would make the best policeman? But we certainly know that Tony Dungy was a hell of a coach. We certainly know that Brian Flores did a great job in Miami, an amazing job. The the owner wanted to tank the season. The general manager was uh, backstabbing Brian Flores. Flores started out 0-7 and, and he righted the ship And that was their right to fire him. He won eight out of of his last nine games. But the point is, they decided to hire Brian Dable, the New York Giants. And under no world, no, no, no fair uh, interview process, would you hire Brian Dable over Brian Flores, someone who was... uh, director of football as a head coach. Both sides of the ball. He had experience with the media. Brian Dable really didn't. But now Brian Dable is 6-1. So give him credit. He's going to be a great coach. But it's not that Brian Dable succeeds or not. It's whether or not uh, Brian Flores got a fair shake. And it's very interesting that both Brian Dable and Brian Flores we under, at one point, with Bill Belichick. And we know that Bill Belichick gave the New York Giants the immortal Joe Judge. So that's where I'm looking at it. It's not whether uh, Brian Dable succeeds. It's the fact that the Giants, they did not follow the blueprint of Tom Coughlin, who won two Super Bowls with the Giants. A second time around, NFL coaches have proven to be way, way successful. And uh, they wouldn't do that with Jimmy Caldwell. Tom Coughlin, as you know, coached the Jags. And then his second time around with the Giants, he was a really a Hall of Fame coach. Two Super Bowls-speak volumes. But it didn't work that way for James Caldwell. One with the Colts and one with Detroit. But the Giants want to go with Ben McAdoo, Steve Spagnoli, Pat Sherma. Unproven there is nothing on their resume that says great. Were they former players? Nope. Nope. Did they make the NFL? Nope. As a player? Nope. 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 What did they do in the NFL as a coach? Oh, a white man said they could coach. That's all. So the Giants, the last 10 years, a marquee franchise have gone 0 for 5 in hiring black head coaches. And and the record of 33 and 64 speaks for itself. Something is wrong. The Rooney rule is a bust. So the merit system, which I would say is the most important thing in sports, and that's why we all watch sports, the competition, the toughness, the determination, but it doesn't matter. If you are black, you're not going to work well in a, in a, in the NFL where merit is not rewarded if you're a coach because they'd rather hire Andy Reid's son, the big bloated slob, over a Jerry Rice, a Bruce Smith. I mean, really? Andy Reid's son is a coach? Oh, that's right. He was a magna cum laude at Stanford. Uh, I have no problem hiring Uh, magna cum laude from Stanford, who never played football. At least they were great at something. What was Andy Reid or Steve Belichick's son great at? No, they weren't. So why wouldn't you take a former player at the entry level? So I'm looking at it and saying the National Football League, no matter how sad it is to say it, needs a quota system, an affirmative action system program to offset the fact that the 32 owners will not hire black head coaches even if they have won, even if they have gone to the Super Bowl, even if they have turned around franchises. So the, uh, the deck is stacked against the black head coach from getting another job or the black offensive coordinator from becoming, ascending to the head coaching job. And then if you look at the entry-level positions, they're all filled with uh, daddy's kids. All these jobs, it's, it's the lineage, it's the genealogy. They don't hire the best. And that's why the NFL, white folks can say, well, it's an affirmative action program. Have you ever heard a white person or someone in the media say this? There's only been 16 head uh, uh, coaches that were black, but four have gone to the Super Bowl. You hear statistics on whether uh, the team can play on turf or they travel to the West Coast, all this minutiae, but you don't hear that stat. Or do you hear that 490-plus white head coaches that have been hired have never gone to the Super Bowl? Uh, winning, winning, winning. That's the name of the game. It's not talked about. And so here we are in 2022, and we're going to copy a Sean McVeigh, but we're not going to copy a Brian Flores or a Jimmy Caldwell or an Art Shell or a Tony Dungy. You know, I I bring up uh, Mike Tomlin for a second here of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's never had a losing season. How many times do you hear that the great, yeah, great Marv Lewis of the Cincinnati Bengals uh, never went? Uh, never won a playoff game. He got them there. Joe Judge didn't. Matt Patricia didn't. Steve Spagnoli didn't. Pat Shermer did not get to the playoffs. So do you want a league that is based on family genealogy, or do you want a league that is ac- actually uh, you, what you're watching on the sidelines is the very best. You're watching the very best coaches. And I'm going to say this once, twice, three times. The NFL needs an affirmative action program for hiring black coaches, number one. And number two, I would love to see a coaches combine at the entry level on the NFL network where they interview coaches and... Uh, who are aspiring to get into the NFL, and, and so the the media and the fans can actually see that Andy Reid's son is a better candidate than a Walter Payton, a Lamar Jackson, a uh, Calvin Johnson, when he's 300 pounds and someone has uh, worked in the NFL for 15 years, played in it, uh, can do a tippy-toe down the sidelines, can show great patience waiting for the blocks like an Emmett Thomas or a Thurman Thomas or a Bruce Smith. And you're going to tell me that Steve Belichick and Andy Reid's son are the best candidates. No way, no how. Let's change the system. And I'm going to challenge you to think outside the box, look at the statistics of black head coaches, and then maybe you'll be saying, hey, the merit system is not working. You know, a lot of white people. Oh, I don't want affirmative action. I don't want a quota system. When they, when, when police departments hire ninety-nine percent are white. Now it's reversed. It's complete reversal. It's a the winning does not matter. Successful coaches in a small sample are not rewarded, and we're going to go to an Adam Gaze. We're going to hire him two or three times. Up, oh, he did well in the interview and we're not going to hire a Brian Flores. Give him another chance. So think outside your comfort zone. Remember, the New York Giants, the last 10 years, 0 for 5 in hiring a blackhead coach. They could have gone back to the blueprint that brought them to Super Bowls with James Caldwell. Nope, they didn't do that. They didn't want Brian Flores, but they wanted a Joe Judge. Just think of that, a Joe Judge. And when Joe Judge started off, very successfully in his first year. Many Giants fans kept saying to me, they hired the very best. No, they didn't. And the same with uh, Brian Dable. Brian Dable has something to it. I give you that. But it's at that point in time. His resume, Joe Judge, is the skimpiest resume for anybody to ever be hired in the National Football League as a head coach. And they went over a, a Byron an Eric Bieniemy, a Byron Leftwich, two guys that played in the NFL, but then were winning offensive coordinators in the Super Bowl. Get out of your comfort zone, challenge the system, and come up with some statistics that back the black head coach. Why not? You come up with every other statistic. So why don't you look at these? 16, 16, 16 total of head Coaches that were black and four have gone to the Super Bowl. Wow, it is a wow. Look at Mike Tomlin, never had a losing season. Only the great George Allen, the great John Madden have ever done that, coaching eight or nine years or more. The great Belichick, losing seasons. The great Bill Walsh, losing seasons. The great, and and I really mean this, the great Pete Carroll, losing seasons. So do you want a league where winning matters, or it's the Shanahan-Belichick League. You make the decision, you make the call, you're the fan, you spend the money, but you need to point out the inequity in hiring and retaining black head coaches. This is Rob Russell, this is episode 12, and have a great night.